Peace, good people. Peace. Fee, how you feeling? I feel well. I feel awesome. well. I don't have a feelings well with me right now, but I feel well. I okay, I like that. How you feel? I feel open to today's possibilities. Yeah, that sounds yeah. like an affirmation. Today's been like, it's just been flowing with insight, curiosity, some ease, but the ease has been in the pivot. So, mm. yeah. Okay. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. With Kariga and Felicia. And most importantly, you, the listener on the Black Love Podcast Network. Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, it just feels good. Mm-hmm. I have an affirmation that I want to read to help guide today's conversation. Mm-hmm. Today, we're going to read from page 28 of Felicia's text, okay. a toolkit for mothers who are investigating grief's process. Mm-hmm. Check out what the mama had to teach us. What I say? Page 28 reads, each challenge, difficulty, and minute of uncertainty are necessary moments that reveal renewed understanding. This process is necessary and ongoing. Mm. Each challenge, difficulty, and minute of uncertainty are necessary moments that reveal renewed understanding. This process is necessary and ongoing. Mm. I am caught in a moment of observing how profound this affirmation is and the insight it offers Mm -hmm. and the comedic timing of it all (laughs) okay because Mm -hmm. it's it reads into a space and time that i had to examine but i also read it while you were wrestling kamali to sleep (laughs) okay and i laugh because the last line says this process is necessary and (laughs) it's ongoing ongoing. god damn it (laughs) kamali is so consistent with her resistance to naps especially around recording time however we are working as a family and i thank her man i feel like she added a little extra resistance because she saw the mic stands oh yeah <laughs> yeah about to record without me yeah nah, nah she's not feeling she that. like cool we about to do this no 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 we but you know <laughs> i'm i'm excited to experience all that she is mm-hmm. her fullness her development her curiosity her boundary pushing her climbing her learning how to jump, you know, all the things that she does each day. And mm-hmm. she reaches for the bass guitar every, mm-hmm. every day. She okay? wants to play it. And I wouldn't trade these experiences for any fantasy version that doesn't include her. Mm. But <laughs> I want to share a process with you because <laughs> it's been on my mind. It's been on our mind. Just what it what has actually occurred. So Felicia and I recently celebrated an anniversary. Yes. Not just any anniversary. Which anniversary was it? This was our 10 year. 10. Decade married. 10 toes. Standing firm. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. And in this anniversary, it was imagined that we would take a trip Mm -hmm. and Kamali and Felicia's mother would come with us. Mm -hmm. Because that's how we travel. When we go someplace, my mom is usually the accompaniment with Kamali. And we like it like that. I like it like that. I like having my mom nearby. I like just knowing that Kamali is good if we should decide to go somewhere without her, like Kamali is cared for and the best care possible. That's right. And, and the best care possible looked like Kamali and Felicia still having bonding time and Kamali breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. She eats solids as well, but 
She's primarily. Yeah, she nurses. Yeah. And and so I feel like early on in becoming Kamali's parents that we decided like whenever we go somewhere, Kamali come in too. And I feel like if you've ever seen us out, you've seen Kamali with us. And that doesn't matter the time of day. Um, we've been in the club with Kamali <laughs> in her stroller. Please don't say club. Is it not? Was it a concert, Felicia? Was it a club? This is ridiculous. Was there a DJ? Was there dancing? There's always a DJ and dancing at a good concert. Is Okay, it's a concert hall. But we've also been to like several different parties after Par- hours. And, and Kamali be the only kid there. And I appreciate the distinguished difference between party and club. Okay. I'm not taking so my baby So we did no not club. take her to a club where we were patroning club activities. No. We have been to concerts because we are performers and album releases and stuff like that where it's usually happening late after hours and every time we've gone really Kamali has been asleep I don't know how she slept through the noise but she did and like for a long time it was like this thing to see her stroller in the black and white cover (laughs) the cover of her stroller everybody be like Kamali's here but she sleeps so she wasn't interested (laughs) but that is to say becoming her parents and still learning how to be a version of ourselves it looked like a lot of inclusion we did things together mm-hmm. also because felicia and i don't live in the same city as our family right so primarily we rocking together and we've learned this and we've learned this with several days of repetition in fact well over 400 and then one night while looking at travel accommodations felicia gonna say to me i thought about because my mom the, the week that Karig and I had planned on traveling. That's not how it started. The week that Karig and I planned on traveling, my mom was actually, she already had that week off. That's not what she said to me. The week, that week, right? And <laughs> and I thought to myself, hmm, Kamali could actually stay with my mom and we could go on this trip by ourselves. I immediately didn't like the idea. I That's- immediately didn't like the idea. I don't I don't recall it feeling that way. I recall you being a little bit open to it, but not committed to it because it wasn't something I was necessarily committed to. I was just presenting the idea. And so it was like, oh, I mean, it could work, you know, kind of thing. But Mm. it wasn't like we were trying to make that happen. It wasn't until I told Kariga like, oh, yeah, I'm looking for places for just us. Like it changed even the way that I search for a hotel, like it changed everything. So I'm starting to look for it differently. And this time when I'm saying it to Karika, I'm getting all these rebuttals. Like, no, like I, I don't even remember the things that you said. doesn't matter. <laughs> what we do know with certainty is that I did not like the he idea. He didn't like the idea. And I was aware that I didn't like the idea very early. I just didn't understand the concept of leaving her, of And initially I didn't either. Right. But when I brought it up to my mom friends, Mm -hmm. they were like, oh, yeah, you can do this. This is easy. Like, you got to do it. You should do it. This is not a hard thing. Like, do it and imagine the sleep you'll get. And that was all they had to say to me. Imagine. So although I didn't like it, I also respected that Felicia knows what she needs. So it was, I guess, the self-work, the inside work of trusting that she knows what she needs but somehow coming to this reality that's going to look very different than the one I imagined. (laughs) So needless to say, preparing was impossible. And I cried in the Uber on the way to the airport. He cried. He cried so hard, y'all. So this is my favorite part. Leaking. This is my favorite part. 
She's going to make up and exaggerate because she plans to tell this part consistently that I was like weeping and reaching for tissues. OK, but that is not the truth. No, I didn't say you were reaching for tissues. I was reaching for tissues for you. I had to pass them to you. <laughs> OK, you see what I'm saying? So this this part isn't true. I was silently just uncomfortable with leaving her. It was it was difficult. It was not an easy goodbye. I mean, or Fel- later. No, Felicia was crying in the house before we even left. Did I? <laughs> No, I didn't. I'm telling you the truth. You saw me cry? I'm telling you the truth. Okay, whatever. But all this makes for a very unique travel mm-hmm. and room for us to ask one another, what is it that we're feeling? Mm-hmm. What is it that we're experiencing? We're obviously both uncomfortable, although looking forward to this travel. <laughs> and one of the revelations that first came to me in that process was, oh, this is this is feels like a difficulty. This mm-hmm. feels like a challenge. Mm-hmm. So what could I learn in a challenge? Mm-hmm. Mm, literally like on the way to the airport each challenge difficulty and minute of uncertainty right this is the affirmation says yeah so the challenge i began investigating is what am i experiencing or what do i think i'm experiencing that is not allowing me to separate from her Mm. and i first thought about what i know about love and i want her to know that she's loved by me no matter where she is in the world so i don't want to be based on proximity or possession And then I also thought that if I didn't learn how to practice loving her and being apart from her, I was actually never going to (laughs) practice. And if I never practice, what type of relationship would that create for her and I when it is time for her to see the world, Mm. when it's time for her to to be to become Mm -hmm. like you and I did? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I started traveling very early without my family, like 15 Mm -hmm. sports. Mm -hmm. And that taught me how to travel and be ready to go to college across the country. Mm So I want her to have that same type of love that encourages her to go be. And this was just one small step of me understanding that she's loved by me no matter where she is. Mm, Such an important finding. I can recall, again, on the way to the airport and asking myself, okay, well, what is it that I'm supposed to learn from this experience, right? And what am I feeling? And what I was feeling was a bit familiar in how I felt in longing for Kamayu. And then I realized like, oh, okay, here presents another opportunity for me to understand the depths of Kamali's love Mm -hmm. and how that shows up in my life Mm -hmm. and leaning into that and being okay with that. Mm -hmm. And I realized so much in being separate from her that even though much like Kamayu, we are separated from one another, our love is not, Mm -hmm. the love that I have for you is not, it is very much present with me. And as each day passes, it grows. Mm -hmm. The only ways that it changes is the capacity. It just gets bigger and bigger. Wow. Every day. How beautiful is that to explore? Oh, man. And it's so important to find Mm. for me. You know, I've learned so much from Kamayu being her mom. Mm -hmm. And I'm learning so much from Kamali and about who I am, about my identity as a mother. And I'm grateful for for their teachings. But, you know, really, I thought about it today. Kamali is so special. And so far as like she confirms a lot of what I've learned about being Kamayu's mom. Mm. And I find that to be so very much important to affirming the identity as a mother to both daughters. Mm-hmm. And it's happened in a way that I, I just wouldn't have known unless she it, came to confirm. Man. Yeah. yeah. She came to confirm. Now, I also want to confirm that although we had this difficulty in separating from her and leaving Something came over me when we landed. What? I wasn't missing nobody. Uh, 
it's just like <laughs> once I landed, it was all starting to make sense. <laughs> and I remember this, this like this little. I, I guess if people call these butterflies, I don't know what a butterfly feels like in my tummy, but I like when I see them. Mm-hmm. Right, but that feeling, it's like it's not, it's not, it's the best type of nervous. Mm-hmm. It's like you give me butterflies, that type, right? Mm-hmm. 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 I felt those for you when we landed. What? Yeah, it was the idea around. I remembered a part of us that I did not remember separate of that trip. Mm. You are my favorite travel companion. Traveling used to be a really large part of who we were, Mm -hmm. how we've become, how we've gathered our global sense. Our love for black people has Mm -hmm. come from global travel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I remembered the feeling of traveling with you. Yeah. And it was exciting. And I haven't felt that level of excitement about anything since my experience with grief in the way that I experienced with Kamayu. Mm. Because yes, we were excited for Kamayu to be born, but it was so much work and nerve and prayer and faith and breathing. And it was a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful arrival, but still so surreal. Mm-hmm. Nothing measures. But what I'm expressing is that I haven't felt those butterflies for you since we landed. Oh, wow. And the trip felt very much like that. Wow. I uh, I have my journal here from some of my writing mm-hmm. on the trip, and I actually pulled it out, one, to take notes, but two, to just kind of remember bits and pieces of my processing while there. But I found something in there that I wasn't expecting to find. I want to share it with you. Oh, do please. There was a time on the trip where Karig and I got into the Cabo waters. And if you know anything about those Cabo waters, they say it's a swimmable beach, right? Like in the Mendocino, I think that's the name of it, area right there. But those waters are choppy because of the Pacific Ocean. And the waves, like they just hit differently than on on the Caribbean side or in the Atlantic, right? Karig and I being familiar with this, but it was extremely hot, decided, all right, we're going to get in this water anyway. And we went and got in it together. First, I tested it, he tested it, and then we got in together. So I have this little writing here. While in the water with Kariga, the waves are strong and they pull. I told him that we must submit to the water so that we are not lost in the current. And he said, if the current should take us, our love will bring us back together. I said, love has as defined by our will. He said, love as its entity. Nothing is stronger than love. And I said, because it's eternal. We will always come back to love. Our love will always be together. They will know us by our love. Yo. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> How wow. sweet was that? Wow. Yeah. I just saw that. And I remember that moment. I didn't come here for it, but I remember that. In that moment of you reading that, it did not feel like a podcast. <laughs> and that's so beautiful to me. <laughs> that I get to share these experiences with you, with our listeners about the power of love, about <laughs> its presence about what grief has taught us about love, Mm. about our love for black people, about our love for people in the margins. I want all of our people to know that about love. Inherently, it's a truth. It's a right that we must know. But there are obstacles that interrupt people's knowing of that. Mm -hmm. So we create tools and experiences to remind us of the power of love. They will know us by our love. I'm touched. (laughs) I'm touched. Them butterflies, (laughs) y'all. But it was... See, to have those types of findings inside the memories that I have is so divine because the moments were divine. Yeah. And I think one of my favorite findings about this trip, it wasn't an escape from reality. Very important. It wasn't an escape from grief. Very important to note. And we had hella fun. 
We did. It's unique for me to make that statement. Mm. And if you've been listening to the show from the beginning, that statement, I hope it finds you well. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's expansive. Mm-hmm. And grief is an experience with love. And love has so many spaces and chapters and growth models and invitations. We happen to find a season of joy in love that has been strengthened by grief. Mm. And it's, I guess those are all the words I have for it, but it shows back up in symbolism. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I can't perfectly describe it in words, I'll tell you about the time on Felicia's birthday when we went out on the waters. Mm-hmm. And the waves are swelling. So it's so fascinating because if you're looking at the ocean from the shore of the beach, mm-hmm. it just looks flat. Right. It looks still. Still. Yeah. yeah it's like yeah. still. No. No. <laughs> these waters are alive and there are living things in that water, but mm-hmm. these waters are alive, y'all. Mm-hmm. They rise high. They go low. They move. They sway. I mean, at that particular day that we went out. Mm-hmm. They were so incredibly choppy that they had shut down the lover's beach area because the tide had gotten so high. Mm-hmm. So that's how high it was that particular day. And I think ordinarily seeing those waters in that way and experiencing the movement on the boat, the side to side waves that can kind of throw you off balance, kind of recalibrate you. For some reason, I felt so in tune with the waters that day as if I could understand them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a fear regarding it. And even though it's symbolically, I know it so well from my grief that I had peace and knowing that I was above all that was happening. I was above those currents. Mm-hmm. We remember a time where we could only describe what it felt like to be under that water. Right. There was no change of color temperature Mm -hmm. it still felt like you were in the depths and being disoriented man and then there are parts of the journey where you might see a clearer part of blue then the light starts to peek through the temperature changes Mm -hmm. maybe your head breaks the surface and then you realize and that's just the surface Mm -hmm. i still have to get to safety i still have to get to a place where i'm well and right now i don't have the energy to get to safety so I still have to do this journey. And to have known that to mm-hmm. the core of me, to have felt that and feel myself and see myself and feel the joy that I felt that day on that boat mm-hmm. and feel like I'm my whole self, grief and all, it was, it moved me. It moved me so much like to know that, wow, this journey has yeah. brought us even here. It's ongoing. It's ongoing. It's ongoing. And that's the beauty of the love that took us there. It didn't take us away. Mm-hmm. It took us two more findings. Mm-hmm. And when I look at where I'm coming from, I know, I know I'm, I'm blessed. blessed. And I close my eyes and smile. Sometimes <laughs> I feel. Yeah. So the idea, the, the love takes us to, right? Mm-hmm. Not away from. Mm-hmm. And it took us to new findings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It took us to times we once remembered. It took us to new times. Mm-hmm. This was probably one of the most intentional trips i remember us taking we spent it on experiences experiencing each other experiencing flavors colors temperatures palettes and it felt so good to be able to spend time with you in that way Mm -hmm. that no matter what the vacation looks like you were the one person who knew what was on my heart Mm -hmm. like i mean why not look fly that's (laughs) that's ridiculous like why why not be right why not 
engage in color and texture and pattern and flow. Why not those parts of life? You got to be out your damn mind to think I'm not going to experience the fullness of life mm. after experiencing the fullness of grief. Mm. But it's not an escape. It's an awareness. Yes. That this makes me feel this way because of how I feel. Right. Mm-hmm. Not because of what it looks like outward. Mm-hmm. But I must see and experience a version of myself that I want to see and experience. And that version is, st- it still teaches me about the grief. Hey. It still teaches me about my love for Kamayu. It just, it confirms it differently. That's like, when they say it's in you. It ain't on you. You know, one of the the things that I had to spend a lot of my time processing was in the, the ways that I showed up as Kamayu's mother. Like, how am I her mother, right? If she's not present with me. Mm-hmm. And I wrote here, like, I, I realized being separate from Kamali confirmed what I have come to understand about being separate from Kamayu. Uh-huh. And I am their mother whenever and wherever I am, right? And not just location, but also in time, infinite and eternal. Infinite and eternal. Kamali taught me that. She came to confirm. She came to confirm, man. It's like what you think you know, right? And then mm-hmm. let it be tested. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So too is love. Mm-hmm. What you think you know, now let it be tested. I have peace with where I stand on this side of the tests that have come my way. I didn't choose them. I just choose to stand. Mm-hmm. And I'm at peace with the foundation I'm standing on. I grow to learn more. I yearn to learn more. Mm-hmm. That's part of the reason why I come to this space mm-hmm. is to also learn mm-hmm. and to create reference for us all. I couldn't imagine somebody leaving a hospital without a child or leaving a morgue without a child and not having the opportunity to experience the depth of love that grief comes to teach. So I leave reference just like they leave the flag at the beach when the tide is high. I come to leave reference. So if somebody should ever be on this journey, love was there too. Mm. Love was there too. Yes. And a special note to love when we were traveling back to Kamali, Our seats weren't together on the airplane. So I went to advocate at the front counter if we could sit together. Mm -hmm. They couldn't do anything, but they said, you know, ask on the plane. And my purpose was to give Felicia some privacy as she would have to pump. So I ask a passenger and we make some arrangements and folks are moved and Felicia and I are together. And the flight attendant then says, and I want to see pictures (laughs) of this baby (laughs) that I keep hearing about. And I was like, shit, you don't know who you're talking to. You want to see pictures of Kamali? Let's go. (laughs) So Felicia and I are getting our phones together to show her pictures of Kamali. I'm like, I got to find the right one, too. So we show her some Kamali, and she's just blown away. Just cute. And she remarks on how beautiful she is and how cute she is and her style, too. Shout out to her stylist. Her mama got style. (laughs) But then she is looking for more photos, and my phone closes. So when she presses the screen, she sees my screensaver. And this is a picture of me and Kamayu that I'm holding. And she remarks on how beautiful of a picture that is. And it's an invitation for me to tell her about Kamayu, our firstborn daughter, Mm -hmm. and why we love the way we do. And she was so touched. And I just felt so warm at that moment that Kamayu would show up and make her love known. Love is in all these places. It's not a shortcut. It's the long route. But love is there, too. Mm. And I just want my folks to know that. Shout out to our our daughters being these master teachers of love. Mm. I hope they always know that. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful way to see our children come to teach us to love more abundantly. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. With Kariga and Felicia. And you, the listener, for making this space so possible, so safe, 
We thank our executive producers, Cody and Tommy Oliver, Mm -hmm. our producer, Crystal Hill, Mm -hmm. our wonderful team of editors, (laughs) and Masu McLemore. And from our family to yours, that we all love more abundantly. And in everywhere that you go, especially in the places you feel most alone, love is there too. Peace. Peace.